Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 425th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida, Tampa, Florida to be exact, now known as Titletown, USA, to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIR Sports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is on Super Bowl Monday is obviously Super Bowl Sunday, last night, where Tom Brady solidified once and for all his title as the greatest of all time, the GOAT. And I was lucky enough to be here in Tampa to enjoy last night's Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl win over the Kansas City Chiefs, thereby becoming not only the first team ever to host a Super Bowl in their home stadium, but obviously win it. And it was just like old times uh, as a uh, long-time Patriot season ticket holder. I uh, have been watching Brady and Gronk throughout their entire career, and they did it again last night, uh, along with the amazing Buck defense. Uh, but Brady and Gronk, again, it was just like uh, sitting back in Gillette Stadium, as I've done for many years uh, in person. Uh, watching them just light it up together. Gronk scored two touchdowns, had other catches as well. And Brady was simply Brady. And he is in rare air now. He's now crossed over with his seventh. It's just hard to digest his seventh Super Bowl victory in 10 tries. So I don't think anybody's... uh, Going to question his 70% winning percentage in Super Bowls. And uh, and he's up there now in the discussion with, you know, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan in basketball, Gretzky in hockey, uh, the New York Yankees, Garrig and Ruth in baseball. Uh, it's just an amazing accomplishment. And I literally feel privileged to have had a ringside seat for Tom Brady's career. It's just been amazing to watch. I have a saying, I've said it on this show, I'll say it again, because a lot of people were asking me my thoughts yesterday and during the past week, especially here in Tampa. And uh, I, I always say the same thing, never bet against Brady. And I don't know if the uh, words ever rang more true than last night. Uh, the Bucks really controlled the game. Uh, 
you know, once we got towards the end of the first quarter into the second and, uh, you know, Brady just looked amazing. Not only did he team up with Gronk, uh, also teamed up for a touchdown with Antonio Brown. Uh, of course, Gronk and A.B. come over and uh, to join that highly talented Bucks team, uh, especially the receiving core with, uh, you know, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, Cameron Brait, and, uh, and then the defense, which you just can't say enough about. Uh, they've really been the staple throughout this playoff run, uh, historic, uh, to say the least, where they uh, won three games on the road and then wore their, those very same white away jerseys in last night's game, uh, even though they were playing in their own stadium. And it was uh, reminded me of the Pittsburgh Steelers of 2005, who went on the road and won three games and then uh, capped it off by winning the Super Bowl in Detroit, Jerome Bettis' hometown in his last game, Bill Cowher's first Super Bowl win. I was there that day in Ford Field at the game, and it was magical. And this run has reminded me a lot of that. Uh, I was not at Ray J, Raymond James Stadium, as it's known down here, Ray J, uh, yesterday. But I was really at what I consider to be the next best spot in the Tampa area, which is a legendary open-air sports establishment called Ferg's which is in the shadow of Tropicana Field where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Uh, it was a great socially distanced crowd, managed beautifully with uh, wristbands uh, required for entry, which I had gotten the day after they beat the Packers in, uh, in the NFC Championship game. Still getting used to saying NFC versus AFC when we're talking Brady. And... Uh, it was absolutely an electric atmosphere, and it just reflected the high energy all week long in the Bay Area for the Super Bowl. Um, but Ferg's is just this massive two-square-block area. There are no walls. They don't exist. Uh, it's basically roofs. Um so it's just, again, completely open air, perfect in this environment, and alcoves everywhere, uh, of which we had basically a private one. And uh, so it was just a wonderful, wonderful setting to watch the game. And, uh, and again, the Tampa Bay area just came up huge, uh, despite all the restrictions and whatnot. Uh, all week long, the NFL experience down along the Riverwalk in downtown Tampa on the Hillsborough River, which is basically about three miles long. So everybody was able to walk along completely open to the public. But at any point, uh, you know, you're walking alongside NFL experience uh, gates to enter. Uh, it was free tickets. You had to get it on the app through the NFL to to gain entry, but it was just really handled uh, beautifully, and uh, again, it was just open to all, totally open to the public to walk on the river walk, and you were just literally feet away from the myriad of NFL experience uh, exhibits uh, and 
displays and just various experiences they offer, uh, throwing to cardboard cutouts, that type of thing. Really cool stuff. 40-yard dashes, all of it. So it was just awesome. And then after a bad forecast all week, uh, for Sunday, for yesterday, uh, the rain came in early. It was over basically by sunrise. And it was just a beautiful day, a little bit chilly at night, but no rain, no nothing. So it was absolutely just perfect. Um, so just a really wonderful, wonderful uh, two weeks, really, since they beat the Packers. And really month or so since they got going on their playoff run. It's just been electric down here. Uh, kudos to the NFL. They did it. They completed their season. No canceled games. Amazing. And they really capped it off beautifully with, uh, you know, Super Bowl week down here in Tampa. So next up, uh, it appears there's going to be a boat parade, which was just held a couple months ago by the Tampa Bay Lightning when they won the Stanley Cup. So perfect again for the COVID environment where the players are out in boats and people are lining the Riverwalk with a whole lot of elbow room and socially distancing. I uh, haven't announced the day that I've heard. It could be any day now. Uh, likely this week, obviously. It will be this week. And it's uh, peers are going to try to repeat what they did with the Lightning, which was a massively popular event, as you could imagine. I think they did a rally after the, after the boat parade at Raymond James Stadium. So we'll see what unfolds there with the NFL and city officials making those decisions, likely as we speak. And uh, so the Super Bowl may be over, but the festivities uh, aren't. That moves into my bizarre story of the week, which is Chief Safety Tyron Matthew chirping at Tom Brady and getting Brady fired up. It's the last thing you want to do to him. I have seen him uh, have this occur to happen to him before with opponents, namely... I think it was Anthony Smith from the Pittsburgh Steelers was chirping the week before the game, and Brady just uh, lit him up from the opening snap in Gillette Stadium in the Steelers-Patriots game a few years back. And Brady can really, uh, as you saw on TV, it was there, visible for everyone to see, get really, really fired up at one point. He basically chased him down. And, uh, and you know, History has shown that Brady always plays well, basically, for the most part. That's in 99% of the time and uh, over 20-plus years. But, boy, when you, uh, you know, when you start trash-talking with him and getting him fired up, he, he elevates his game, uh, which is downright scary when that happens. And uh, so... Uh, and it happened again last night. I mean, it happened near the end of the first half with uh, the honey badger chirping away and Brady giving it right back. And we all saw how the second half unfolded with basically the Bucks in total control. I mean, they just, they had a vice grip on that game by then. And, uh, and they just pretty much just worked the clock beautifully. Defense kept everything in front of them and bottled up Patrick Mahomes. Uh, as they had done all night, but especially in the second half. And 
and it just worked out perfectly from a Bucks point of view. It was just, uh, you know, sit back and watch it all unfold uh, with confidence building for victory uh, with each passing minute on the clock. It would seem to go quickly uh, from the, you know, from the Bucks point of view. Uh, not so quickly from the Chiefs' point of view. It seemed to go really fast. I couldn't believe I kept looking up, and there would be like seven minutes in the third quarter, then two minutes. The next thing you know, it's fourth quarter. Next thing you know, it's ten minutes. Next thing you know, it's five minutes. And at that point, it's over because it was 31-9. to nine. Uh, And finally, my low light of the week is uh, what do we do now without football? It has just been so dominant, as it always is. And... Uh, and now it's over, except for the boat parade. Um, but we will survive, but it was just, uh, it's always a bittersweet moment uh, when football season ends and there's that gap and we are now about to enter it here, especially in the month of February. Uh, luckily, we have some good golf to look forward to. The Florida swing is coming up soon in late February, early March. Uh with, you know, the Arnold Palmer Classic, um, the Players, uh, and the Honda Classic over in Palm Beach, Players up in Pontevedra near Jacksonville, Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill in Orlando, and then, of course, the Valspar, I believe, is uh, late April this year, a little later than usual. And then this week we have the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is always a perfect uh, uh Perfect thing to watch uh, uh, the week after the Super Bowl. So, now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, happy Super Bowl Monday to you. And you and I both had the good fortune to be here in the Tampa Bay area over the weekend as the Bucks won the Super Bowl, uh, becoming the first team ever to host uh, Super Bowl in the stadium, in their home stadium, and then capped it off by actually winning the game. And AP, as you well know, they're still celebrating here in Tampa Bay. Well, absolutely, and they should because it's the first time in history. I mean, to win the Super Bowl, that's that's always fun. But you make Super Bowl history by hosting the game and winning. Uh, that's extraordinary as well. It sure was. Um, you know, I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. What can you say? I mean, he solidified his status as the GOAT. Uh, seven Super Bowl victories. It's mind-boggling to even say that. Uh, he's won, He's been in ten, won seven of them. Uh, you know, switching teams, switching conferences, getting it all done in the midst of COVID, as in you know, things like training camp and OTAs, all of it didn't really happen this year. Uh, So for him to do all that is just stunning. And then to see Gronk come along with him and then, you know, after a year of not a lot of catches by Gronk standards, for him to show up last night and catch two touchdown passes, uh, including the first one to get the ball rolling, was just, uh, for me, AP, it just felt like old times. I felt like I was back in Gillette Stadium, sitting in my season ticket seats, uh, watching what I've been watching for years. Brady and Gronk lighted up in year-round, but in the postseason especially. Yeah, John, uh, that's quite a combo. Uh, I don't know how many touchdowns they have together, but I'm sure it's possibly, maybe it's a record for tight ends and a quarterback. I don't know. I would think it's in the top five if I had to guess or 
Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, uh, I think so, it might be 14 in yeah. the postseason, but which is at or near a record. I can't even keep all the records right. straight, so you, you know. No, no, it's tough yeah, to get into too many it. Of them, sure, there's just so many. No, um, but yeah, yeah. Suffice yeah, it so, to say, Gronk, Gronk and Brady have had a record-setting career together, as well as postseason, which obviously continued last night. Yeah, and then he, he, you know, felt comfortable in that game, knowing that he's a big play performer. And uh, I think the main thing about the game last night, John, is rhythm. Tampa yes. Bay had rhythm in their passing game. Kansas City had no rhythm in their passing game. That was evident from the beginning. Patrick Mahomes was running around. By the end of the game, he was waiting maybe a second and a half, and then he was on the move. Exactly. Whatever. Plays they did make, and there weren't many. You no. know, Patrick Mahomes improvising, which is what he does best. But you know, that's not yeah. how you win a Super Bowl. Number and, one. Yeah, I mean, he, let's yeah. face it, AP. You know, he he looked lost. You know, and yeah. lurking in the back for two weeks has been, you know, Kansas City losing some, you know, two offensive linemen. And basically okay. tackles, I believe. And basically, you know, it, it showed up last night. And I think in the back of everybody's mind, the opportunity was there for it to show up. And, and it reared its ugly head from a Chiefs point of view in a big way last night. And Mahomes was running for his life all night. And the, pan, the Tampa Bay defense, not only last night, but throughout this postseason run, has been nothing short of spectacular. Yeah, that's a credit to Todd Bowles. I mean, when they played New yep. Orleans uh, in the playoffs, uh, they got you know, beat up, uh, I think, a couple of times against them. They came back and won, and they go up to Green Bay, and they play Aaron Rodgers. I mean, think of the quarterbacks that they beat. Yeah. Right. I don't know. If, I mean, if you're looking at, let's say, for instance, you just wanted to rate the quarterbacks of the league and go back through all the playoffs through the years and say, all right, who beat? The top, let's say, five quarterbacks, did you beat three of them or whatever in the playoffs? Who, who, who's done that? Correct. I think I that mean, list Drew, is pretty short. I don't know. I agree. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in succession. It's literally mind-boggling. Uh, and you just have to hand that to the defense. I mean, Brady is Brady. And I've said this before, his number one attribute is and always has been his intellect. And I will now say, you know, tied with that is just, we're, we're, lest there were any doubt, there is none any further. That it's his leadership skills yeah. and his ability to, and the, the main skill within that leadership uh, asset of his attribute is, you know, his ability to make his teammates believe. I I just read something this morning that I, where he texted all of his teammates late Saturday night, and with the simple text of "We will win," W I L L in all caps. That was that, and just right. you know, again belief. Right. Uh, and of course, he makes it, and that makes the players around him better. Yeah, I think John that those things are all cute, but when you have the ability to carry out that uh, wish and request, that's different. I mean, because I've seen that in the past where teams have been taunted in the paper and then they went out and they couldn't overcome those words. The other team stomped them in the ground. I mean, it has, it, you know, it, it looks good when it happens, but you, but it's, if I'm saying it or you're saying it or Tom Brady's saying that's two different things. 
you know, to uh, say that you, you were going to win the game. I mean, they have the ability, they have the uh, finesse, they have the poise, they have the knowledge, they have the skills to carry out <laughs> uh, that uh, edict. Correct. Correct. Yes. Uh, I mean, Brady has, you know, has the cachet to back it up. He just does. I mean, six right. Super Bowls. And I mean, has there ever been a better example, AP, of, you know, a, a team waiting to be led and a coach, uh, you oh. know, a team with a lot of talent, let me say that, especially in the yes. receiving core, and then a coach who right. was willing to adapt his philosophies and whatnot uh, compromise, shall we say, with Brady to, you know, it took a while, it took a couple months to get it together, but once they got it together, I mean, yeah. they won the last eight games in a row. That's a, That just says it all right there. Right, yeah. Uh, John, I was actually at the last game. Uh, they played Atlanta um, okay. the year before with Jameis Winston, the 30 for 30, you know, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. I mean, right. you can't give the ball away that many times They expect to be contender for any type of championship team. So that was a replacement of the quarterback. They brought a few players on board. And even Gronkowski didn't have a lot of catches during the season. Um, and they, uh, some other other people they brought. So, you know, there's one person who was the difference. There's this one person. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and now he's in rare air. I mean, he is there with, you know, he, he's transcend, now transcended football. And now we're talking, you know, Gretzky and hockey and, uh, you know, the New York Yankees, Mantle, Ruth, Garrig, DiMaggio, and baseball. Yep. And, you know, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan in basketball and LeBron. Um, that's it. I mean, you know, Brady's in, now in that conversation. So... Uh, he's crossed over, as they like to say in the business, uh, you know, beyond his sport into other sports and really, of course, now into the mainstream, um, uh, beyond all sports, uh, uh, practically an American folk hero at this point. Right, right. And, and John, it was amazing that uh, through the years, there's been all kind of unusual wins in the Super Bowl as well. I mean, it's it not all the same. It was all. It wasn't domination. It was come from behind. It was the other teams on the goal line. They don't score. I mean, many ways that he's been a part of a Super Bowl winning team. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so it all adds up to just an amazing uh, accomplishment. Really, uh, you know, switching conferences, switching. Uh, you know, you know, switching teams, obviously, and uh, you know, and doing it all during COVID, uh, and you, you know, him figuring it out better than anybody else, I guess, is what you could say. You know, with everything up against him, and yet here, here we are again, uh, the day after another Tom Brady Super Bowl victory. It's just remarkable. It, it truly is. It's one of the great. In my mind, one of the great stories in American sports history. It really is. Yeah, you're trying to think of a player who turned around a team in one season, and they wanted they had to go on the road for every playoff game. Correct. That's, that's you know we can't discount that fact. It wasn't like 
oh, they dominated all season. They got home field advantage. They played in Tampa Bay every game. That would have been something in, in and of itself, right, John? They played Correct. all of the playoff games plus the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But, no, that was the only only game they played at home. Uh, uh, you know, so that's, that is unbelievable, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Wonderful to see. So it was amazing. Uh, Especially when you're, you, you know, when you and I uh, were lucky enough to be here, soaking up all the excitement right here in Tampa Bay, and uh, it continues unabated. It will uh, for another week or two for sure. And uh, Titletown, USA, you know, they're barely fresh from celebrating a Stanley Cup victory a few months ago. The Rays, of course, were in the World Series. They didn't get it done, but they got there. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is suddenly... Well, the, the, here, here's the new phrase as we go to break here. Uh, the, the new phrase that I saw within seconds of the victory last night of the gun sounding at the end, uh, Champa Bay, that's the new tagline. C-H-A-M-P-A, Champa Bay. So, I like it. So now, let's take our break, and sticking around will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And we'll get, A.P. and I will get to more Super Bowl discussion after the break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP and I were both here in Tampa for the Super Bowl weekend. And we're, of course, talking Super Bowl. And AP, I talked about this in the first segment, but I want to get your take on it. Uh, The Honey Badger, Tyran, Tyron Matthew, who you know well from his days at LSU, Yes. I couldn't believe he was trash-talking Brady at the end of the first half. And as someone who has watched other players do it both before and during games uh, for 20 years, when he, Brady was with the Patriots, it, it, it never goes well. When you trash-talk no. with Brady, who always elevates his game, gives it right back, and plays better. And, boy, he sure did it again last night. That was like uh, – I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing at the end of the first half with that. Yeah, John, let's just say I'm trying to be as kind as I can, and I'll just say it's <laughs> ill-advised. Ill-advised uh, is a good you know, way to say it. I, and I've, I've seen uh, the Honey Badger before in action against Alabama, and they went right at him, and they ate him up. You know, okay. he says a lot of – good things, but I believe he's susceptible to you know, throwing against him. He's not very tall. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's nice you want to trash talk, but he picked the wrong quarterback in the wrong moment. Exactly. Exactly. Wrong on both counts. And yeah, you know, I mean, the SEC, you know, another guy that 
speaking of LSU, that you, you have to acknowledge, boy. And I guess he set some type of a record or tied a record where he had a touchdown, I guess, in each postseason game. Of course, I'm talking about Leonard Fournette, who had a beautiful run last night for a yeah. touchdown, about 20, 25 yards. Uh, th- this on the heels of his fabulous run against Green Bay two weeks ago where he did that awesome spin move at around the 10-yard line tough for a big man and uh right so yeah so you know there's a guy who really you know restored his fortune he's now known and will always be known down in this area as playoff lenny um which got coined here in recent weeks and you know good for him i mean he 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 was a horse to say the least along with ronald jones but Fournette really was amazing Mm-hmm. Yeah, he revived his career, and I don't know he what did. his path will be next year. I don't know if, if he's going to be with Tampa Bay again, but, uh, yeah, he was having some hard luck there with Jacksonville. Wasn't too productive and hurt, and so I'm sure he felt fortunate to be a part of this Tampa Bay Super Bowl, the only the second one in the history of the of the organization. So, yep. um, you know, if you... I think a lot of guys, John, when they enter the league, they're humbled at times. I mean, he was a big star at LSU, and he played against Alabama a couple of times. They just shut him down. Matter of fact, it was between him and Derrick Henry, and in that game, he was just very few yards in, the three, I think, the three times he played Alabama. And then at the end of his career, he opted out. I, I think he was hurt pretty much for the bowl game. So then you're drafted by, by Jacksonville, and things are not going well, and Next thing you know, you're with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and you have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, well, he was. Let's not forget, he was the number four overall pick when he was drafted. Right, fourth player selected, and right, you know, and I also won't forget that I watched him play in the NFC champ, AFC. Excuse me, I'm. Brady yes, switching yes. conferences uh, has me a bit confused, but in the AFC championship game, when Jacksonville came into New England with Leonard Fournette. And, of course, Blake Bortles at the time and, you know, nearly beat him. It was right there, if not for a late fourth quarter comeback by the Patriots and Danny Amendola, as I remember. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette has, you know, been around. So to see he and Brady a couple years later, uh, you know, after that AFC championship game, which was epic, actually, uh, Bob Kraft has called that game the loudest he's ever heard Gillette Stadium, which is a bold statement that, that tells you what it is. that game. Yeah, that game was memorable. It really was. Uh, yes. But, you know, Fournette, AP, like so many of the Jags, Brady himself, Gronk, and many others, uh, it took them a while to get it going. But, boy, they just all got it going, you know, in December. It really, They really right. did. You know, Fournette is the – but maybe, maybe as good as an example as you'll find. Uh, maybe better, the best example of, you know, again, it took him a while to get his footing, literally and figuratively. And once he did, boy, he, he was he was the workhorse. And that ground game proved invaluable for Brady to open up the passing game, obviously, as it always does. Oh, yeah, you have to back off your defense to make sure they contest the rush because, uh, yeah, Brady... He's not fleet of foot. He's not one to move very much from side to side. If you can pressure him up the middle, which is, I think, the most vulnerable spot, then you have you, you have a uh, a chance to win the ball game. You get him off track, but 
Yeah, you have to have the person that you can count on every game, and he was healthy and scored the touchdowns and provided some good runs and, and you know, contributed mightily to their playoff run. No pun intended. Correct. Exactly right. And he, and he also had, you know, a good running mate, and Ronald Jones has been around on the team for a few years, so it was really they yeah. perfectly complemented each other. And, uh, boy, it really worked. And uh, it was amazing. And, you know, back to trash talking him, Chris Jones, quite possibly the best player on the Kansas City defense, uh, he was also, you know, feisty, shall we say. <laughs> and uh, that, that didn't work out too well either. I, I mean, penalties. we got to talk penalties. I mean, it was yeah. – I think they were penalized eight times for 95 yards in the first half, and the Bucks were – one penalty for five yards. Uh, some people, yeah. such as Patrick Mahomes' mother, were not too pleased about that. And, uh, right. You know, but it was what it was. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there were some questionable calls, though. I, I would. I would. Yes. I would grant you that. That. Me for too. Sure, because uh, I I couldn't believe some of them. There were. They weren't called during the regular season or the playoffs, and all of a sudden now it's it's a. Uh, you know, it's it's um, designated a penalty in the Super Bowl. I thought, yeah, I, I thought if they're reviewing that game, I don't think the officials had high grades. Yeah, and it wasn't so. It wasn't exactly like did they make the right call or not. It was the fact that they made a call. <laughs> you know, and you yes. said it perfectly. Yes. I mean, the, the stuff that seemed like it was being let go throughout the year suddenly was being called last night, and that's what got a few people uh, fired up shall we say, and uh, and hence the statistics. I mean, it, it played a major role in the game. No doubt about it. I, mean, I think you it have did. That kind I think it did, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. When you have that disparity, it, it has to be noted, uh, without a doubt, yeah. that, it, that, you know, that it yeah. had an effect. Um, but, you know... Uh, is what it is. I, I I don't think it would have changed the outcome. I mean, at the end of the day, AP. I mean, you can say everything you want about Brady and playoff Lenny and all the platitudes and whatnot. But for me, what really jumps off, and I was saying this at halftime, let alone at the end of the game, I couldn't believe that they held the Chiefs without a touchdown. Period. I mean, like who, who would have ever right. conceived of that? No, no. The lowest I think output for. Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, he just looked lost out there. He was running around, and there was, like I said, no timing and rhythm. Uh, Tyreek Hill was ineffective, had a half dozen catches possibly, but uh, they couldn't even get into the end zone. Travis Kelsey dropped the ball early. He was And Mahomes, his passes were low, and he never did hit him on the run, if he did at all, to give, give Kelsey a chance to make some yards after the catch. And, of course, the, the running game was is nil with Kansas City to begin with. Plus, they had the offensive line with the right tackle to left tackle and then the inside guard to a tackle and replace the guard. I believe that's the way it was. So, they, I mean, to hold them to nine points and you have that prolific offense with those, those three players, uh, you know, the last time – they, they got together 269 yards by Tariq Hill. I don't know what he ended up with, John, particularly, but it, it had to be a paltry number. Oh, absolutely. And plus, at the end of the game, AP, I mean, it, it deteriorated into veritable playoff or playground football. I mean, 
the Chiefs yeah, just yeah. trying to score there at the end on the Buck side of the 50 was just like yeah. it bordered on almost near comical at the end. Like it was just a playground. I mean, they were just hiking the ball to Mahomes and right. like basically hoping he would make a play, and he he never did. I mean, right. that's that's probably no. the headline right there. He no. never did. No, never made a play, and I guess that haunting all that theatrics that Tyreek Hill had in the other game came back to haunt him and I mean I just don't care for that type of football on either side I mean I mean you have to have some kind of class and I don't think that's a word that's used enough in athletics and it's all around society as well and it's, it's I think it's it's sad that it's deteriorated to that level but you watch these athletic events and Everybody, it's about them, and uh, you got to taunt the other person. It's not about the love of the sport anymore. It's can I make somebody look bad and and rub it in their face? Exactly right. Well said, AP. And on that note, why don't we take our final break and still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there? It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens 
every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am at, of course, Pebble Beach in California starting this week, next going into next weekend, and... I always find it a perfect way to fill the void in the uh, immediate aftermath of football season ending. And uh, so look forward to that. And speaking, of course, back to football, it's all about football today. In addition to the Super Bowl, of course, they always announce the Hall of Fame uh, inductees. Uh, it was, of course, Saturday night during Pro Football Honor Show. It was Steve Harvey was the moderator, did it virtually from SoFi Stadium in L.A., the new Rams Chargers Stadium that will be the site of next year's Super Bowl. But AP, good lineup. Here's what we got. And the new inductees are Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, former Buck, Alan Fanica, former Steeler, Drew Pearson, Tom Flores, and Bill Nunn who worked with the Pittsburgh Steelers during the Steel Curtain-era dynasty, Chuck Knoll. So, AP, a lot of good names in there, a lot to chew on with that, with that group, that's for sure. John, I would say right off the bat, the two names that surface for me as being kind of ironic is um, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson, the same class. I totally agree with that. Contending, contending for the Heisman, one and two, and they're going in the same year. That's kind of remarkable. It really is. Peyton Manning, of course, was a first ballot Hall of Famer. No surprise there. No one doubted that for a second that that would happen. And, of course, Charles Woodson, you know, it always does come back to the Patriots and really, for that matter, Brady, uh, from my point of view. And he, of course, is the guy who forced the fumble that led to the tuck roll uh, back on the snow game, which I was right there. It happened right in front of me uh, back in the old in the old. Patriot Stadium in Foxborough, so Charles Woodson right, will right. always be uh, remembered uh, as the guy who forced that fumble. He hit Brady, and he hit him hard, and Brady fumbled, and we all know the rest of the story. No need to go into it, but you said it perfectly, AP. They were one and two in the Heisman voting back in the day, and yeah. uh, here they are as probably the, the two headliners uh, for this year's Hall of Fame, so... Uh, my first thought would be I, 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 I hope they can accept their uh, induction in person, uh, which would be a strong indicator of life returning to normal in America. The 2020 class did not 
have the ability, like so many other things, to go to Canton and give their speech and get their, uh, you know, get their sculpture uh, in person. So I, I just can't help but hope that uh, this August will be a well. You know, it'll happen in Canton live. That would be great. Yeah, John, I think there's a couple of classes because they delayed last year, so that'll be the biggest right. congregation of uh, new Hall of Fame members at one time. So that'll be, uh, a, you know, we, we hopefully hope, hope that happens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the other things that jump out at me, of course, John Lynch, you know, longtime Tampa Bay Buccaneer, uh, and hey. now the GM of the... 49ers and you, you know I mean he, he also ended you know played for the Broncos and played well after he left the Bucks. but you know he was here last night you know uh, back in his old stadium as his old team won the Super Bowl that had to be very gratifying for him and uh, Calvin Johnson Megatron what else can you say he like uh, Barry Sanders retired early a la Jim Brown, but still made the Hall of Fame. Um, he was a force of nature, no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, he was a, quite a specimen. I mean, so large and uh, big to play that wide receiver position. He was really unstoppable uh, at times. He was just, uh, you know, he just had high, high point the ball and just unbelievable what he did, you know. He's, he could... Um, you know, to challenge him as a secondary person, it must have been a unbelievable nightmare. You know, you're thinking about you have to compete against him, uh, and he had that height and that physical size and great hands, and uh, you know, all his uh, ability to contort his body and make the catch. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I still remember the first time I ever became aware of him was just tuned into a Georgia Tech football game. Really hadn't heard the name before, and they talked about him in such glowing terms. And, uh, you know, he was fun to watch the night I first saw him ever, and we all know the rest of the story and what a great career he had, both in college, of course, at Georgia Tech, as well as, uh, you know, into the NFL. So, uh, well-deserved, and certainly I remember Alan Fanica as uh, someone I watched closely growing up in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, great offensive lineman, and uh, I think he had had a few tries and finally made it in, so, you know, good for him, and uh, so, yeah, again, AP, uh, hopefully they all get to Canton and we can all watch it in person next year, uh, this year, I should say, and uh, AP, I'm glad we got a chance to touch on the Hall of Fame in addition to analyze the Super Bowl. It was uh, wonderful, as always, doing it with you. And you and I both had a wonderful time here in Tampa Bay for Super Bowl weekend. Oh, yeah. I just want to make one more mention of Tom Flores, uh, his first Hispanic uh, head coach to win t- the Super Bowl. He won two, and I'm glad to see he's part of that 2021 class. Yes, his career was amazing. Uh, especially when you step back and look at what he accomplished, which, of course, was part of the story they were talking about when he got in. So, AP, thanks again for calling in. Wonderful show, and we really appreciate your expertise, as always. Thank you so much, John. My pleasure. Thanks again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. 
Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.